Hey, hi, and hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Into the Ryordiverse. Uh, it's Robert here with some fresh news. Uh, this episode is currently going up on a Tuesday, which would be Tuesday, October 6th, which is the day, the release of The Tower of Nero, Rick Riordan's last book in the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles, which is... Uh, oof, oh man, that's... Oof, my, my emotions. Um couple things i want to talk about this episode is that a sorry for not uploading on time last tuesday i've been very busy i'm doing a lot it's just it's so much um but there are some things that i need to say for starters hal's audio in this uh episode is not particularly good i did my best editing it to make it sound as less torturing as possible but it's still not good he has a new mic set up. It'll all sound better next week. Uh, hopefully. And with that, the other news would be that uh, the damn meme page, the Twitter that I plug at the end, also exists as an Instagram. On Twitter, however, it's censored, no bad words. On Instagram, uncensored, I post extra memes. I get a little, I don't want to say raunchy, but I get a little more flexible and I make some more adult jokes so you should check out the damn meme page on instagram and with that let's start the episode okay before i get to the demon fruit bats i should back up the night before we fled luxor i didn't get much sleep first because of an out-of-body experience then a run-in with zaya stop smirking sadie it wasn't a good run-in hey hi and, and hello, hello. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that aren't part of the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today, we continue our look into the King Chronicles, the Red Pyramid, chapters 17 and 18. A bad trip to Paris, and when fruit bats go bad. Hey, Hal, how are you? I'm doing alright. That's good. Work training you fine. Uh, no, but that's a different story. Uh, is life treating you fine? Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like life has not been treating anybody well uh, recently. No, it hasn't. <laughs> are, are, are you at least treating yourself fine? Oh, I'm treating myself. Listen, we thought it'd be too long. March feels like it was yesterday, and it also feels like it was what? 10 years ago. No, it did not. March certainly did not feel like it was... Too long. It was so long ago. This year has dragged. Well, March just feels like it's been 20 years. Well, I guess it's time to read more Percy Jackson. Except it's not Percy Jackson, it's Crane Chronicles. You're bad at this? Our one rule, and I can't keep I can't keep it up. Honestly. Some things that I forgot to mention is that I was in some collabs with other Percy Jackson podcasts. Oh, you're cheating on me, copy. Uh, listen, it's not my fault that you work so late. Wow, this actually sounds like I'm cheating on you. Honestly. <laughs> it's not my fault you work so late. I need <laughs> I need attention. Oh my god, that actually did not sound good. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm cheating on you, Hal. Um... So, first of all, I had a collaboration on the Half-Blood Report with uh, Natalie of Floor 600 and Ava and Neve from Return to Camp Half-Blood. It was a nice little trivia show. 
it was fun. You should tune in to see who wins. Uh, spoiler alert, it was not Diego. <laughs> you don't even know who Diego is. And then uh, I was also in a collaboration with Return to Camp Half-Blood. Knowledge of Time Works Out should be out next week, I think. Right? Because last week was this week. Or it should be out tomorrow. It'll either be out tomorrow or it'll be out next week. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how time works anymore. It's 2020. Who who knows how time works anymore? Rob.exe has stopped working. Rob.exe hasn't worked since like April, dude. But those were some fun little collabs I did while Hal was uh, making uh, the greens. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Hal had to work, so he's not there. But if you want to listen to just me being annoying for 30 minutes... You can tune into those two. You should, you should, or you could just listen to our broadcast. So it's time to go into our synopsis for these two chapters. Uh, actually, first we do our ratings. Hal, what did you give A Bad Trip to Paris? I gave this one a 7. I gave it a 5. I, I did not like either A, the chapter title, or B, what was in the chapter too much. And then we have the next chapter, When Fruit Bats Go Bad. Hal, what did you give this chapter? I gave that one a lead. I gave that a 7, so I lost both chapters this week. Oh boy. GG. I, I win. You lose. Uh-huh. So let's go into the chapter synopsis. Carter and Sadie bring some sphinxes across country lines, but it's okay. Bass is there to help them get rid of the extra baggage. Here we learn that Horus and Isis are parasites living in the kids' guts, and that this Jardins is probably hosting a set parasite. Naturally, since everyone wants to find the bad guy, they must perform some crime, so the kids bird up and commit some home invasion to find the Book of Thought in this Jardins' house. They leave with the book, and because this Jardin is such a good host, he has a swarm of fruit bats escort them out. Carter, Sadie, and Bast are very grateful for the book, and head off to the Louvre to end their Paris adventure. That was an interesting synopsis. Is is it wrong though? It's not wrong, but it's it's certainly interesting. Hal, so now we're starting off our look into chapter seventeen, a bad trip to Paris. What happens in these chapters? Um, this first chapter is honestly quite boring. It's literally just another escape sequence. We get a little bit of exposition into what Amos has been doing. We get a bit of exposition into Zai's backstory. And then they are they are rudely interrupted because they are trying to flee death. We start this chapter with Carter not being able to sleep either. As as I alluded to in the last episode, Carter did not get any sleep the same night that Sadie didn't get any sleep. So they get a little bit of backstory into what happened the same night with Carter. He's 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 out wandering because that's apparently what people do when they can't sleep. They wander instead of just looking at the ceiling, and so they. They pass out. So yeah, that doesn't usually work for me, like, looking at the ceiling before I go to sleep. I just look at the ceiling and I think, wow, I'm still awake. But yeah, he starts having he starts having one of his fever dreams where he turns into a bop, and he starts he starts following Uncle Amos, who is sneaking through a cave because Indiana Jones. Da, 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 da. And he steps into the cavern and is immediately ambushed because... This was totally, totally, totally not a trap. There's just a lot of people getting trapped in these chapters. Honestly. Honestly, these the Egyptians are quite bad at this, apparently. And it's revealed that Set has trapped Amos, and it's such it's such like a taunting little thing that he go, that he comes and he's like, Bonsoir, Amos. How nice of you to come. We're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> We're totally gonna have fun. I mean, 
Carter is like, okay, time to time to wander. Time to wander. He wakes up and he starts wandering around and he sees Zaya go into this like section of a wall she's covered in this weird black mist thing which we'll talk about in a little bit but he follows her into this doorway and she starts hearing zaya like do this prayer chanting something in underneath her breath and then a blue orb appears in her hand and she pushes it into the ceiling and then zaya's spider sense kicks in and she's like wait a minute someone's here and she turns around and sees carter and he's like hey how you doing i'm not talking to you i swear and she's like, wait a minute, how did you see me? And he's like, um, you were just kind of running with this, this black mist around you. And she, she was like, what do you mean you saw me? That's impossible. And so they start talking and she reveals that this is like a little, I guess, temple for her family who had all died from, um, antics. from antics. Cause her father was, um, a farmer, but he also worked for he also worked for archaeologists. In his spare time, he'd scour the desert for artifacts. And Carter is like, "Yeah, that's pretty common. I know about that." And so she's like, "One time, he found a statue that wasn't broken amongst the amongst a, a crap ton of statues that were, and he brought it home. And then everything exploded, and everyone I know and love died." No, Iskander. She was the only survivor of this, basically a massacre. But she reveals that. She actually does not remember most of her past beyond past, like, eight years old. Yeah. Iskander tells her about her past. She has pictures, and she's like, I still can't remember it. And this is where Carter's like, wait, you were only eight when they died. Sadie and I were about that age when our mom died. Bonding time. Bonding time. And he's, like, casually trying to slide up and be like, I mean, don't you have friends? And she's like, listen, I don't have time for friends. When initiates turn 13, they're assigned to other gnomes, but I'm the only one who stays here. I like being alone. It's fine. That means she's lonely and wants friends desperately. Yeah, pretty much. And then Carter's like, I mean, don't you want to have friends, a normal life, blah, blah, blah. And then after she says, I like being alone, he's like, damn, that's me, though. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to slide into your DM. After things settle down, I'm going to take you to the mall. And Zaya's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're going to hang out, get some burgers, see a movie. And Zaya's like, you mean a date? And Carter, I love how Zaya's like, your expression, you look like a cow hit with a shovel. <laughs> I had such a great time imagining what a cow's face would look like if someone just hit it with a shovel. Uh, that was that was a fun, like, two minutes of me just trying to imagine what a cow's face looked like if they got hit by a shovel. And I'm, I also love how horribly outdated this is, because if someone asked to take someone to the mall, like, today in 2020, it'd be like, first of all, um, no. The malls are closed. <laughs> all the malls are closed. And second of all, what's a mall? Hal, wait, so you're telling me you spent two minutes trying to figure out the mood? And that's the end of our episode for this week. Goodbye. That was a great, that was a great joke, and you're undermining my talent as a funny man. Oh my god, I cannot believe you actually went there. You made some really bad jokes, but like, that was so bad oh come on Hal it wasn't that bad bad. don't bring the mood down oh now you're dragging it too ah but anyway she's like I look forward to this mall Carter you are an interesting man now get the hell out of here and he's like by the way what's what's that black shimmery stuff she's like oh invisibility spell that you definitely should not have been able to see here only the most powerful magicians can see and he's like interesting I'm gonna go to sleep bye bye (laughs) nap time nap time 
uh, not bad touch nap time, just regular nap time. Like, so this is this is disturbing. I should probably go to sleep nap time. Yeah, except he doesn't go to sleep. I'm not gonna actually sleep. I'm gonna think about think about the cute girl and her tragic backstory. So they're leaving, and they're so it, it flashes forward back to Luxor, back to where Sadie's chapter ended, and they're running towards the obelisk. And Sadie is like, "Well, you know, the other obelisk is in Paris. We got to go to Paris." And they're like, "Okay, we're going to Paris." To Paris. Paris. And all through, and all through this, Carter is hearing voices in his head, and it's like. Wow, if you have not figured out what's going on at this point, what are you doing with it? I didn't figure it out until it was until it was revealed. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I definitely didn't figure oh. it out. All right, so, hold on. Sidebar, like how? How? I'm stupid. Literally, how? I'm stupid. Honestly, like <laughs> I can't. I can't help you if this if it wasn't so obvious. They brought up the the possibility multiple times, and it's like it didn't occur to uh, me. Listen, I'm the guy. Uh, I'm the guy who read the Lightning Thief, and I didn't know Percy's dad was Poseidon until it was revealed. They they literally spell it. They literally spell it out for you, like so many times. Hey, these kids are powerful, the product of two powerful bloodlines that both used to be pharaohs, which both used to host gods, huh? A whole bunch of gods just got released recently, and they happen to be directly in front of where these gods got released from. I wonder where these gods are. Oh my god, these children have extremely, extremely powerful magic, and despite the fact that they have zero training. Huh. I wonder. There are mysterious voices in these children's heads, but they're just performing it. Huh. I wonder what it could be. By the way, ding for uh, mentioning Percy Jackson in a podcast that doesn't talk about Percy Jackson. Is, it, is, is this a counter at this point? I don't know if it is. If it is, I definitely lost count like six episodes ago. Yeah, honestly. Fine, Hal. Thank you for ripping into me. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't have uh, finesse when reading a book. I just read a book. But don't, you don't understand context clues or anything? I, I guess I don't. They just fly over my head. Kind of like Carter and Sadie do later on. They start running towards the the obelisk, and then a magician comes out, and he's like, "Serve the House of Life," and he brings two sphinxes to life to attack them. And Carter starts fighting off the sphinxes while he puts Sadie in charge of opening up the obelisk. And so he's fighting and losing horribly. And Sadie's like, "I got it," and then she touches the obelisk and disappears. And one of the sphinxes like crushes Carter's ribs, and he's like, "Oh God, I'm dying. I need to. I need to." I'm dying. And he's like reaching out for the obelisk and he barely touches it, gets brought to Paris with the two sphinxes. Mm-hmm. And the sphinxes are like, now for the girl. Now for the girl. Now to commit murder of two children. And just before they kill them, we hear someone say, Magna the Muffins. And then we get the, the, the return of one of the best characters in this entire series, Boss. Boss is back saying, she, Miss me? She appear, she appear and kill sphinx. She appear and kill Sphinx. Some cat on cat action. Uh, are the Sphinxes cats? Aren't they? I don't know. I, I think they have like lion bodies, so I guess they technically count. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. And then that leads into chapter 18 when fruit bats go bad. I feel like I'm struggling so hard to say the word bats. You're bad at, you're bad at reading and speaking. It's okay. It's like when people say ghosts. 
Ghost Eye. Ghost Eye. It's so weird because, like, you add a little bit of beatbox at the end of, like, whenever you say ghosts. It's like ghosts. I'm going to start saying Ghost Eye from now on. Ghosty. Ghost Eye. They sure are a lot of Ghost Eye in that house. They catch up with good old boss in front of the place, 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 I don't know how to speak in French. Place de la Concorde? We're going to go with that. Which, um, there isn't a whole lot of Egyptian lore to go over for, um, scrolling through the Egyptian ages. So I wrote some quick little things. The Place de la Concorde is the largest square in the French capital. Spicy. Spicy. And so they start talking. Oh, well, the first thing Boss does is she heals Carter, like, because Carter straight up broke a crap ton of his ribs. And she's like, you're fine. You should rest for a couple minutes, but you're fine. And they're like, but the house is chasing us. And she's like, yeah, but you guys made a brilliant move coming to Paris, the headquarters of Desjardins or Douchebag. Like, they'd be insane mm-hmm. to come try and find you here. And they're like, yeah, smart. We did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and your armlets are shielding you from from locator magic. So evil gods, evil gods, and malicious magicians will not be able to find you. Yep. And so they wonder how she lived. Was it like a nine lives thing? And Boss is like, that's just a silly legend. I'm immortal. But yeah, she basically she basically explains that whenever a host dies, the gods return to the, I believe it's the duat. The duat, yeah. They return to the duat. They return to the duat and. And basically, depending on how powerful the god is, it may take a while for them to return, but they always will return. So if they had killed Muffin, the cat, like the host cat body, uh, she would have been banished deep in the Duat and would have taken her decades, maybe centuries, before she would be strong enough to return to the mortal world. But because because Kitty Kitty reflexes on point, she, she escaped. And she followed Carter and Sadie, I guess. Yeah, it's like, you guys got captured by the magicians, and they were like... We didn't really get captured by the magician. And she's like, really? How long were you there before they tried to kill you? And he's like, mm, about 24 hours, give or take. And she's like, yeah, sounds, sounds about right. They they waited a while, actually. <laughs> she, she, she whistles. She's like, they got a lot fl- uh, They got a lot friendlier. They used to blast godlings to dust. And this is where we get that thing that you yelled at me about five minutes ago. Not just five minutes ago, but I've been, like, foreshadowing. I've been spoiling it, basically, for, like, the last couple of episodes where we get the reveal that Carter and Sadie are hosting Horus and Isis, respectively. Yeah, I mean, listen, how? It, it all goes over my head. I don't know. I honestly do not know how. They could not have been more obvious with it. It all just goes over my head, Hal. Listen, stop bullying me. I am good being. But yeah, we actually get, like, actual conversations with them. And Carter's like, um, I'm Horace? And he's like, yeah, hi. <laughs> Carter's like, oh no. Oh no. Someone, someone get a, a mess set a can opener of all things. I, I would have loved for Sadie to have been the one because then she would have said, I want a tin opener. Anyway. <laughs> it's not even a joke. That's literally what she would ask for. That's what they call cans in like England. They say tin. I'm going to fight you either way. She'll be like, I need a tin opener. But basically, Boss goes more in depth to godly hosting. Uh, and then she's like, I mean, they can possess you, but you know, you, you're you in control right now. And then Boss just drops the bombshell of Carter must use the power of Horus to defeat Set. And then Carter's like, all by myself? And Boss is like, well, I mean, Sadie can help if she wants. Mm-hmm. Only Horus and, I- and Isis can defeat Set and avenge the death of Osiris. That's the way it was before, and that's the way it must be now. 
And then we get our get our father back, and we have a happy family reunion. And Fox is like, sure, yeah. But yeah, they they they're like, so if we have gods inside of us, how come we can't do we can't do things? And Fox is like, well, we still need to practice. Unless you wish to give control to Horus, and Horus is like, yes, give me complete control. I promise that you won't die. <laughs> Card like, um, no. <laughs> this is our fight. It's their dad that's locked in the coffin, and it's. Oh, I love how this is just when he starts to mention that Uncle Almas got kidnapped and captured, and Sadie's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I should have mentioned that earlier." I mean, they've been getting chased pretty much since. Yes. Like they had a they had a moment to really like talk about weird dreams, and then they start putting pieces together where he's Carter is like, "Well, Seth spoke in French, bonsoir," and you're telling me that all these god all these like gods escaped looking for powerful hosts, and Disjardins was there. So, and they're like, "Oh no, Disjardins is taken over by Set." At least they make the assumption that he is, considering his proximity. And so they're like, "Well, whatever Set is planning to do, he'll do it on his birthday, which is when he's the strongest. That's the third Demon Day, three days from now." And of course, in true Rick Riordan fashion, they have three days, or you know, a few days to stop the end of the world. You know, traditional Rick Riordan stuff. What I really love is that. Uh, Percy Jackson somewhere is defeating Kronos in the Battle of Manhattan, and like he he wins that. What I would really have loved is like they're all celebrating and cheering, and like we beat the Titan War, and then the world goes to hell because Carter and Sadie screwed up. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whoops! My bad, guys. Boss is talking through through how they're both very powerful and they have the power of gods, and then she reveals how. Carter and Sadie's mom died. Basically, she over. She, she did what Carter almost did in the was it Carter or Sadie in the last chapter where they drew magic out of themselves rather than channeling an outside source, and they pretty much killed them because trying to hold back the energy from releasing their god is quite dangerous. And then she dies. So now afterwards after all this emotion they're like okay how do we stop set and boss is like oh there's a book by thought one of the rare spell books written by the god of wisdom himself i mean all we need to do is sneak into the fortress where it is steal it leave before sunset and we can create a portal to the united states and they're like cool where is it who has it and boss is like here douchebag has it we're here Mm -hmm. And so they go to Douchebag's house, which is on Rue the Pyramids, or Pyramid Road. <laughs> and Sadie's like, wow, he could not have been more obvious if he tried. And Carter's like, maybe he couldn't find a place on stupid evil magician street. And I enjoyed that line very much. Yes. And then they go into a little bit of, I guess, history lesson where they're talking about how black is supposed to be an evil color. And Boss is like, no, 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 no. Black is the color of good soil and soil makes food. So black is good. Red is the color of desert sand. Nothing grows in the, in the desert. Therefore, red is bad. And they're talking about this because douchebag's door is red. Which is obviously very strange for very obvious reasons. Red is very heavily associated with Set, who is at different times in Egypt not very, not a very nice person. And so Boss is like, okay, this is a good test of your magical godly power. Turn into birds, fly into douchebag's house, steal the book, and come back. And they're like, okay, time to turn into into birds. I like how Carter talks to Horace and he's like, what do you want from me? Can I turn into a bird, please? 
Oh, you don't trust me, but you want me to turn you into a bird? Yeah, dude, come on, just just turn me into a falcon. And and Horace is like, would you settle for an emu? <laughs> I would have loved it if Horace turned him into an emu here. That would have been that would have made this chapter a ten, honestly. Honestly, oh my god, turn him into an emu. So Carter starts thinking really hard about turning into a bird, and even though for him it feels instantaneous, Boss is like, about time. Took you like ten minutes. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, but but it almost it was like instantaneous. And then he looks next to him and sees sees that Sadie has turned herself into a kite, <laughs> and not not the not the not the kite that you fly in fly in Central Park in people's way, an actual an actual kite bird. And Sadie has like this ha 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 kind of call, which Carter thinks uh, is like her laughing at it. What what I do love is this little subplot where they're concerned about turning into a bird in front of Bass, the goddess of cats. And she's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. I, I can control myself. And when they turn into bird, she's like, mm, you guys look delicious. I mean, I mean, wonderful. Go, fly, be free. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they, they, they fly into, they fly into the house. Oh, wait, wait, and... wait, 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 no. But also into that whole thing. When they're starting to fly away, Boss is crouching down and making weird chittery noises. And Carter's like, oh, I've seen enough cats do that. And then he imagines his own obituary. Carter Kane, 14, died tragically in Paris when he was, e- when he was eaten by his sister's cat, Muffin. Mysterious <laughs> cat turns into a woman and swallows her child. And then they go into Douchebag's house. And Carter can turn back into human, but Sadie cannot. I mean, think she's having an argument with Isis. I mean, I guess we won't know until we read Sadie's perspective in the next chapter Probably. and so they start looking around the bookcases and carter's like wait this is so stupid i have no idea what it is and so he pulls out our good old friend doughboy hey doughboy is back and he's like doughboy show me the book of thoth and doughboy's like dude i have no legs you need to hold me up to the bookcase please and thank you and he's like this book this book right here and they pick up the book and he's like what is it what is this book and he says it's the book of summoning fruit bats. And Carter's like, really, dude? We're looking for a different book. He's like, are you kidding me? This is such a powerful book. Yeah. This, back in my day, this book was super powerful. What I like is that they look at um, a picture of a guy, and Carter's like, isn't that the guy who plays Wolverine? <laughs> and Doughboy's like, no, you fool, you idiot. That is Jean-Francois Champollion. Which, again, since there's not much Egyptian mythology going on, I just wrote a quick little thing about him. So there's not really going to be a uh, scrolling through the Egyptian ages this week because there's not a whole lot of Egyptian stuff to talk about. But Jean-Francois Champillon, he was born on December 23rd, 1790 and died on March 4th, 1832. He showed interest in Egyptian history at a very young age, especially the undeciphered hieroglyphics. And in 1799, a young officer named Pierre-Francois Bouchard Discovered the Rosetta Stone. My my French pronunciation is great, in case you can't tell. Mm. Uh, the Rosetta Stone was named after the area in the Nile Delta of Egypt in which it was found, a.k.a. the Rosetta region. Uh, Jean-Francois became dis- began deciphering the hieroglyphics in 1808, and he didn't succeed until 1822. Gigi. But we get, we get a bit of exposition where we find out that this guy is actually an ancestor to... Well, not actually an ancestor, but related to Dejar and Douchebag. Douchebag, yes. But yes, we, we find out that he is, he, he is he is a member of the same family as this guy, so the fact that 
Carter and Sadie's father destroying the Rosetta Stone. He finds that quite quite offensive. Uh, and then suddenly they're like, oh crap, there's people coming in. We need to get out now. Doughboy, show me the Book of Thoth. And what I love is they find another book. Ah, The Mastery of Five Elements. Is that the only one? No, but it's a good one. It's how to tame the five essential elements of the universe. Earth, air, water, fire, and cheese. He's like, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's the right one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm 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 watching Legend of Korra for the first time. I'm like in the middle of season two, and I'm just watching the show for the first time. I, I didn't really get into Korra when it came out. Really? Yeah. But I, I so good, I'm liking it so far. I'm just mainly watching it because um some friends told me to watch it. Yeah, the first two seasons are a bit of a drag, but it really picks up steam in the third and fourth season. I, I'm just here waiting for Korasami, which I know nothing happens in the actual show because Nickelodeon censored everything for the Netflix release. But uh, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of hint at it during the fourth season. Yeah, boy. But, I, I'm gonna love reading the comics and just being like, I guess girlfriends the best. They actually, they actually do a decent job in the comics. But anyway. Back to ancient Egyptian lasers. They continue to look through books to find the book of Thor, and he's like, "That, that book right there, the one with the blue, the gold trim." And then Carter immediately grabs the book, and he's like, "Um, that's that's the book that's trapped, so that's probably the right one." I'm like, "This is the man. This is the boy who is the son of a an archaeologist, like full on Indiana Jones, and he just grabs the book without thinking." He's like, "Yep." You remember that book we found earlier about so many fruit bats? Yeah, yeah, no. You mess with the you mess with the wrong book, you trigger a plague of fruit bats. That's a trap. And so they start attacking Carter, and Carter's like, "Sadie, get out of here!" And Sadie, who is a bird, is like, "Ha ha!" and flies away. And before she flies away, she actually swallows one of the fruit bats. Yeah, it it truly be like that. And so he starts running away, and in his mind, he's like, "Horace, bird time! No emu, please." <laughs> and Horace is like, you know what? I'm not gonna fight you on this one. <laughs> Be free. <laughs> so he leads he leads the fruit bats away from where Sadie and Basta are, and then he returns and finds that Sadie has successfully transformed back into a human. And she's like, that sucked. And they're like, ex- and Carter's like, exit strategy, quick. And they have to go to the Louvre. It's got the closest portal. I believe it's pronounced Louvre. I don't know how to pronounce French. Listen, my sister's going to make fun of me for this because she actually speaks a little bit of French. Ah, perfect. Uh, it, it, I, believe, I believe it's called the Louvre, but, uh, uh, but I guess we'll find the out. The Louvre, and she's like, it's the closest portal. That's three blocks away. The red door of Douchebag's house blasts open. No one wants to see what's coming out of it. They start running for their lives down the Rue de Pyramids. And that is the end of the so there's not really going to be uh scrolling through the egyptian ages this week there's not a whole lot of egyptian stuff going on i gave my brief little summaries of jean francois champillon and the place de la concorde uh just to have something but now it's time to go into consult the divine where i predict what happens in the next coming chapters so i think that carter and sadie are gonna fight their way to the levere lavor lure who cares to try and go back to the states i feel like there's gonna be a repeat of what happened when they went to cairo where they're gonna try and open the portal but boss stays behind to fight whatever chases them probably 
probably. That's my guess, at least. And that boss is going to stay behind while the kids go back to the States. It, it was really funny trying to tell the guy who made our, our icon what to put into like the little signs. So you know how one is for Percy Jackson, one is for Magnus Chase, and one is for King Chronicles? Yeah. Originally, I, I looked up originally where the books take place. So like Percy Jackson, New York City... Uh, Magnus Chase, I think, takes place in like Pennsylvania. And for King Chronicles, I was like, oh, this book series takes place everywhere. It's not a spinning sign. <laughs> and so I just said, screw it, just write down the names of the book series instead. Makes sense, makes sense. And that concludes our reading for this week. Hal, do you have any final thoughts? I do not. Boss is an awesome character. I'm excited to go back to Sadie for next next week i uh i will try and pay more attention to the books so i can see the foreshadow coming <laughs> please please read it between the lines i i i like that show there's another there's, a, there's, a, there's another there's another foreshadowing that they put they put put in here that got past you apparently it got past you because uh i'm con- but i immediately saw i immediately saw this plot twist coming but uh, we'll get to it when we get to it um actually spoke I feel so lost. What I learned in Bodie school is I feel so lost. There's there's like two plot twists that we get. Um, It's plot twist number one that Sadie turns into a bird forever. No, no, she she turned back at the end of this chapter. Is plot twist number one that uh, I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm scared. We got one that was very obvious in. I think the I think it was the beginning of the first chapter. We got actually no, maybe not. I'm afraid. We got we got we got we got some we got some confirmation. We got some foreshadowing um, chapters about uh, a certain plot twist. Uh, that and then we get a little bit of plot twist for much later on. Is it something to do with Amas? Oh uh, yeah, but like much later on. Okay, well I'll, I'll be sure to pay more attention as we read through these books hal if there are no more final thoughts and let's go to our credits thank you for listening to the program if you would like to email the show you can email the show at uh into the riordanverse at gmail.com please send your questions your comments concerns or heck even say hi we would love to read whatever you send us if you want to follow the show on twitter we are at riordanverse pod on twitter.com if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at the damn mean page, damn spelled D-A-M. Hal, where can they find you on social media? You cannot find me anywhere on social media because I don't social media. Just follow the show. I'll, the comments will get back to me, so it's fine. I, I really liked your uh, Into the Nothingverse joke that you <laughs> did like two weeks ago. It was funny. Our icon was drawn by Ran Pakoka. You can follow him on Twitter at rampakoka.com, R-A-N-P-O-K-A. K-O-K-A Shut up And that's it for this episode of Into the Riordanverse Thank you so much for tuning in We will see you all next week Goodbye Adios